Today is Friday, September 2nd, 2022, and Joe Biden gives a dark, demonic, moolock-looking speech attacking Trump supporters half the country, and Don Jr. joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Laced with ugly and divisive political rhetoric and a backdrop that looked like that. Well, first of all, uh, the... Yeah, the imagery there was almost satanic with that blood red uh, lighting and the two Marines behind him. It was just insane. Look, this was a garbage speech by a garbage president. And the fact he gave this disgusting, dangerous speech at Independence Hall is a sacrilege. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened last night? We can show you the images right here. You've seen this photo all across your social media screens. The original photo of Joe Biden, please. Let's go, Royce. There we go. Okay, make it big. Here it is. This is the image of Joe Biden's presidency right here. This is the defining image, the largest and biggest photo of Joe Biden seen across the world. Here it is. It's unphotoshopped. It's 100% real. Joe Biden used his bully pulpit last night to incite violence against his fellow Americans. He used it to promulgate hate speech, all in the blood red backdrop of Independence Hall, a desecration to our founding, a desecration to our founding fathers and what they did there, how they created the greatest nation on earth. Then, as you can see here in the image, he had Marines behind him. So he further maligned and destroyed the imagery and the non-political power of our military. Those poor Marines, we pray for them. Those poor men, they had to sit there through this sick, visceral, vindictive, repugnant speech where he attacked half the country, a hundred million Trump supporters. We are not even ready for what is about to happen to Joe Biden and his movement. And the reason why I say that is because we haven't even begun. We have not begun. The backlash to Joe Biden is real and it's happening right now. There's a reason why Joe Biden gave this speech. And this is my big idea off the top. The reason that Joe Biden gave this speech is because he's losing. This is a speech from a weak, feeble man, a person who has destroyed what they called the liberal world order, a man who has been rejected by the American people and a movement that has been rejected by the American people decades ago. Joe Biden is in collapse. Joe Biden is in retreat. Joe Biden is panicking and like any despot, like any fascistic authoritarian leader, he is going to begin to attack his political rivals just like Stalin did the kulaks. Remember, Joseph Stalin said that the starving kulaks in Ukraine were attacking the Soviet Union through their starvation. There is no depths to which these people cannot sink. And the parallels have never been clearer. The lines between darkness and light have never been more clear. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is a spiritual battle. This is a battle between good and evil, darkness and light. Look at this image. This is an image of two Americas, okay? Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Let's go, Royce. That's the image. That's the difference right there. Make your choice. Which way, Western man? Which America do you want? The blood-red, moolock-worshipping America that desecrates your most sacred lands? This was a national park that Joe Biden was speaking on. He had the military. He ordered the military to stand behind him while he called half the country traitors. Or a man who hugs the American flag and says that our best days are yet to come. A person who deeply agrees with that joins the show right now, our special guest for the day, and we're so honored to have him, Don Jr. 
Don Jr. How are you? Here we go. Amazing. Okay, so what uh, what did you think about the Mulock worship last night with Joe Biden? I mean, it was ridiculous, actually. I mean, it, it, it's scary. Just, I mean, I guess what I do just for perspective for people is like, imagine Donald Trump made that speech about <laughs> 75 million Democrat voters. Yes. You know, like and you could be a Democrat, but like that's your, your conservative brother, uh, your MAGA uncle. Your MAGA dad, they are a threat to democracy. I mean, if that's not a call to violence in its like in its subtle way, I don't know what is. I hope I hope to God that it is not. But I mean, they are trying to weaponize whatever they can against Donald Trump, against the MAGA movement, against American uh, first uh, Republicans and conservatives. This sort of new conservative movement. Um, I guess they're doing that, Benny, because. You know, this sort of old Republican movement maybe felt the same way, but they just roll over every time the Democrats push back. So the Democrats were fine with their existence. Uh, now that they know they're not just going to you know, sit by uh, and just uh, watch these idiots destroy our country, whether it's uh, our whether it's, uh, you know, turning uh, peace deals in the Middle East to war on the eastern front of Europe. Uh, you know, just the list goes on and on. The incompetency goes on and on. But if Donald Trump gave that speech, imagine what the media would do. If Donald Trump had that background for any speech, imagine what they would do. Uh, if we had a real media, they would be going nuts right now. They wouldn't be running cover desperately uh, for a speech that looked like if Mussolini and Hitler got together uh, and decided how to speak, uh, you know, in pre-World War II Europe. I mean. But like, honestly, like the imagery was exactly that. Like you could clip line by line in any one of them. I mean, you're telling me that's not something like out of the front of the Reichstag at this point. Uh, and yet, you know, that was in front of, I guess, Independence Hall. I mean, it's a it's a disgrace to our country, but that he could vilify that many Americans. And then, you know, they'll go on in the same speech, talk about unity. I hate your guts. I hate your values. You are a threat to our freedom. You are a threat to our, our democracy. But I'm here to unify our country. I mean, that doesn't, <laughs> like, come on, guys. You can't have it both ways. Now, again, our media is so broken. They're so partisan. Uh, they're such hacks. Uh, you know, they're so far leftist that they'll do whatever they can to pretend that that didn't happen. But, like, I mean, I watched Joe Biden in that speech. He, and we should all call uh, call out violence against police officers. But he took a single day and said that's a disgrace while ignoring two years of what seemed like targeted attacks on the police under BLM Antifa, where his own vice president wanted to bail these people out. I, you know, you can't have it both ways. And yet each and every day they get to have it both ways, Benny. They get to have the media run cover for them, pretend that. Dumb stuff that comes out of this dolt's mouth didn't actually happen, uh, and yet it continues every day. You've given many speeches with your father on stage. You've seen White House prepare for a speech. I mean, there's very few in the, the country who would be able to say, hey, yo, I've seen how the sausage is made. I've seen how the White House prepares and advances for a speech. Is this by accident? This is like blood None red. of this, Benny. Like. Those things are the most choreographed, pre-scripted, pre-written. Tell us. You know, you know, 
Yeah, yeah. unpack you it for us. I'm what sure happened? You saw the speech beforehand because honestly, he's incapable of making it through a sentence. Uh, so you know, if he's going to actually have to read something, even on a teleprompter after 50 years of experience, even he will have to like look at it in practice. But like this stuff wasn't written by Joe Biden, and that's what we have to make the distinction in. You know, Joe Biden may be the fool that's dumb enough to deliver a speech like that, but whoever's really in charge, whether it's an Obama, a Valerie Jarrett, a Susan Rice, you know, these people are crafting these words meticulously. This isn't an off the cuff, you know, little error that came out the wrong way. This was something looked at with eyes by dozens of people. Dozens of people wanting to make that decision. I think that's the difference between like an Obama and a Joe Biden. I think the administrations felt the same way about the American people. I think they had the same ideas. The difference was Obama was smart enough to know that he can't just do it. He can't put themselves out there. But whoever is in charge and actually coming up with this stuff, they're more than happy to push Joe Biden under the bus. Let him deliver that message. Let him move forward. Uh, you know, their Democrat policy. So we have to remember, this isn't Joe Biden that we're seeing. This is Democrat policy. The most powerful people in the Democrat Party, the decision makers, watched that, wrote that, choreographed that, came up with that background, the demonic possession background, and said, you know what? We're going to have Joe go out there and attempt to deliver that speech. Uh, you know, nothing is by accident at that level. Nothing. We cover a lot of data on this show. So when was the last time you heard us talk about a number that reached absolute zero? Well, a few times. There are absolutely zero functional brain cells inside of Joe Biden's head. There is zero percent chance of us voting for a Democrat in November. And there's zero percent chance that Hillary Clinton will become president. Financially, in our lifetime, we have seen numbers reach absolute zero, and it's been terrifying. In the last recession, stocks like Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, and Chrysler reached absolute zero in value overnight. Could it happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, would you be protected? This is why we invest in gold. Gold has never been at absolute zero in value ever in world history. In fact, gold value is rising like a hockey stick. That's why the savviest Americans, like me, diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling, collapsing dollar. Birch Gold Group helps me invest in gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and they can help you. Text Benny to 989898, and you can convert your old 401k or IRA into a precious metals-backed IRA right now. Do it. It's the smart move, and we got two more years of Joe Biden, so what can you do, man? Text Benny to 989898 to invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. So you're saying that this was all centrally planned and this was centrally and vertically planned. Uh, we do have... Hey, Don, we I, we appreciate you. We appreciate you joining. Still gotcha? got you? Yeah, I yeah. got an Amber alert on my phone. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, all right. It, I mean, it, if it was a silver alert, I'd say maybe Joe Biden wandered off the stage. Who knows? Yes, I mean, we do. Yeah, we, I, I, you know, if Joe Biden wandered, US like government would be mobilized. Where is your idiot walking? Uh, <laughs> he's lost on the grounds of the White House again. We had to, and we so we so deeply appreciate you taking time to be on the program. We had to play a clip for you. We were talking this morning, like if we could play one clip for Don and get his reaction to one clip, what would it be? And it would be if Joe Biden wandered off stage, like 
20 feet, he'd find MAGA supporters screaming, let's go Brandon at him. You could hear it during the speech for like 20 straight minutes. There was a guy going, let's go Brandon <laughs> during the speech. By the way, let's be clear. Like this didn't happen in exactly what we'd call a conservative part of the <laughs> This was in Philadelphia, like you know, urban Philadelphia. And even they get it. And, and by the way, you know, if one guy was doing it in a crowd of Democrat supporters, you'd think like, hey, if someone was really against it, they'd shut him up or do something like, no, no, no. They were like, you know what? I'm with you on this one. <laughs> this idiot and, and this this vitriol, uh, you know, can't go on. I mean, they picked probably the most friendly uh, place other than Washington, D.C. itself uh, for the Democrats. And they still had people uh, with their FJB chants. You know, it's uh, you can't make it up. Here, here's the here's the clip for our audience's viewing pleasure. As preparation for the 2022 and 2024 elections, they tried everything last time. Habits of the heart and our character, optimism that is tested yet endures, courage that digs deep when we need it, empathy that fuels democracy. All right, Don, we're going to figure out who that guy was who was saying that. What's your message to him and what's your message to MAGA right now? Listen, stand strong. I mean, you see what they're throwing up against us, right? Whether it's the FBI being weaponized against my father, my family, you know, ultimately the, the guy that's sort of leading that movement, the guy that had the guts to stand up to the Democrat insanity over the last few decades, the guy that had the guts to actually stand up for a hardworking blue collar America, the middle class, you know, that doesn't exist in the Republican Party. There's a lot of people trying to do it and they're trying to mimic that. Like there was one guy that actually did it. There's one guy that they've weaponized the most powerful forces in government and in federal law enforcement against. And it's because they understand that he's the one guy that can actually deliver that against almost, I'd say, insurmountable odds. I mean, don't forget, the FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago, Benny, wasn't like a couple bureaucrat lawyers. You know, those are the people who made the decisions. They used the FBI's hostage rescue team. The HRT, like, those are the guys that, like, take over planes when terrorists, like, like they don't serve warrants. I don't know that that's ever been done in the history of America. I don't know that the HRT has been mobilized on, like, U.S. soil in recent times. They're there to uh, serve a search warrant. Like, now I understand that the narrative two weeks prior to that was that Donald Trump managed to choke out at 75 years of age, managed to choke out two young, strong, heavily armed Secret <laughs> Service agents to take over the beast. Now, it turns out that wasn't actually true, or at least everyone in the United States Secret Service would testify to that. But the, the sham January 6th committee, another weaponized political politicized force, uh, said that it was true. They didn't want to hear the other side of the story from people who were actually there. So they take, you know, the third party hearsay, run with that as though it's the gospel. So I understand that maybe they would need the hostage rescue team in the event that Donald Trump wanted to resist. He would probably, you know, be able to take them out. At least that was the narrative. But that should scare all of us. You know, all kidding aside, like we recognize how insane that is. But like if you're telling me that was anything other than a threat. If you're telling me it's anything other than a show of force, like if you dare, if you dare speak out against us, I mean, you know, it ain't just the Second Amendment that's on the table these days, Benny. If anyone's been watching, I, I imagine your fans understand your First Amendment. If you, you know, if you break from the Democrat talking points, there's no penalty for saying the most insane, vile, 
you know, pro-pedophile stuff on the left. That's like makes you a hero. You are brave and uh, strong and good. Uh, if you have even, you know, if you have a conservative uncle, though, he's a threat to democracy. That's where we are today. So, you know, if people are like not into this game, if they're not watching, if they're not following, if they're planning on sitting out midterms, just understand what that means, because everything's on the table. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good versus evil and everything's on the table. Or if you're part of the FBI, everything's on the floor. This image, of course, released this last week on Tuesday. Uh, perhaps you could tell us, you, you know, your father pretty well. You've probably been in his office quite a few times. Uh, is this how he keeps his documents? No, uh, that that to me looks like a staged photograph. You know, they, they, they because, again, they understand that like what they do all the time. Right. They want the utmost in transparency, but we won't release the subpoena. You know, they get the media to carry what they want the American people to believe is true, right? They want transparency, but they'll do nothing to do it, right? We're gonna redact, we're gonna release the document. Then literally, like what? There's like three words redact, you know, that weren't redacted, right? Yeah. So they go out there, tell you what you want to hear, knowing full well that the media will run. Yes, there that's transparency, Benny. Trans <laughs> they released it. We told you, you know. Christopher Ray can get up there and say, how dare you question the integrity of the FBI? Like, At this point, honestly, how dare you not question them? Yes. When you talk about the lying on the FISA warrants, the signing of faulty affidavits, the lying before Congress, you know, these are all things, like, they didn't even lose their jobs. If they did, they got a little slap on the wrist, they were put in the penalty box for two weeks, and then they're back in there. You know, Chris Ray, Peter Strzok, those guys, like, they did things that if a conservative did in the FBI, they'd be in jail or certainly fired. They get contributorships on CNN and MSNBC to talk about the upstanding people of the FBI. I mean, you can't make it up at this point. You know, so they do that. And they, oh, look, there's top secret. Yeah, the nuclear codes. I said last week they tried to criticize me. I said, hey, you know, honestly, we'd be better off if Trump had the nuclear codes and our enemies actually thought that he had it because at least they'd respect America. They'd be worried. <laughs> I'm like watching Joe Biden. No, it's like, you know, it's like that scene out of Braveheart, like watching Joe Biden only encourages your enemies. You know what I mean? Like you look at this idiot be like, now is maybe the time to attack. Uh, if that guy's in charge, like we're good. Like let's, let's... Taiwan, here we go. Like it, it's insane. I'm glad you brought up Braveheart. Don, you and I have like, I've seen you on the stump. I've seen you out in the grassroots. Nobody's better. I, I, people argue with me on this. No one's better at firing up an audience like Donald Trump Jr. Y'all you, you, should go on the campaign trail with Don sometimes. It is remarkable. So you do give like a Braveheart speech. You, you are like, you know, you're very William Wallace in your speeches. It's great. You got the, the beard and the hair. It's perfect. But, uh, the Republicans seem to sort of be swinging and missing right now from a messaging perspective. You've just detailed and knocked down all these bowling pins of problems with the country. Can you give Republicans a bit of a marching order? Like, what is the schutzpah? Like, get out. Where's the message, Don? The, the marching order's there. It's so obvious. It's right in front of your face. The, the problem is, Benny, you know, so many on our side, again, they're, they're they're so afraid of the negative story from the New York Times. You know, they're more concerned about getting a three from the New York Times. You know, someone who hates their guts, hates their values, hates their religion, hates their freedom, hates their stance on life, hates their stance on the Second Amendment. Boy, if there's something the Biden regime has taught us is that we live inside of a country of takers. These people will literally take money out of your bank account to pay for their student loans. 
It is infuriating. That's why it's so refreshing to partner with a company that is a giver. PureTalk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take way too much of your money for data you will never use. PureTalk, my cell phone company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data that you need. That's how the average family, like mine, saves 75 bucks a month switching to PureTalk. With PureTalk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family, unlimited talk, text, and data, and plans from two gigs all the way to unlimited with mobile hotspots, all on America's most reliable 5G network. So why pay more? Here's another thing. PureTalk's going to give you. This month, when you switch to PureTalk, you pay one month, they'll give you the next month free. The big, woke corporate cell phone service providers would never. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, choose a plan, enter the promo code Benny at checkout, and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to switch to my cell phone company, PureTalk. You know, they're still trying to appease those people like Joe Biden, who literally say you are a threat to democracy for having these beliefs. You know, we've, there's, I'm, it's not that I'm that good, Benny. It's that I'm just willing to say this stuff. Like, I'm willing to be like, no, nah, like, it's okay. Like, I'll take the hit piece. Like, come after me. Like, look at what, you know, every time I give a fired up speech, and again, I don't think anyone's ever called me low energy. Uh, you probably know what the penalty is for that in uh, in my family. Uh, you get the gem treatment and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be good. So, but if I give an impassioned speech, they go, oh my God, Donald Trump Jr. He's on crack. He's on cocaine. <laughs> like ignoring like the videos of Hunter Biden actually being on it. It's, it, it's so crazy that so many on our side fear. <laughs> they, they fear, uh, you know, that media complex that has no credibility at this point, has approval ratings worse than Congress, which is hard to believe. Like, you know, I, I shouldn't be a guy out there as a thought leader for a, the Republican Party. I should be one of 500, one of 1,000, one of... 75 million, but we've gotten so accustomed to being afraid of them. You know, they've won those, you know, you're going to get canceled. I, you know, it's like when I, when I went on The View, they were like, people were coming up to me for years. That, that was amazing. I was like, dude, it's just, I'm just the first guy that ever pushed back on the nonsense for that. It was their 5,000th episode. The difference between me and everyone else is they want to get invited back on. They got to sell another book someday. I don't care. Like, you go at me like, I, 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 I know they're not going to be nice. I, I expected them to, I was there to talk about my book. So I expected a little bit of that, but like after like 20 minutes, I was like, okay, you want to play it? Let's, let's play. But we've been so afraid to play. We've been so afraid to engage the way the other side has. And I think we just have to make sure that we stop doing that. Mm -hmm. We all know the messaging. I mean, look at the, look at the hills to die on for the left these days. Like we got to make sure dudes can play in female sports. Like big one. That's like, they they see no problem with a biological male being like, you know what? I'm female now. Congratulations. I'm taking your daughter's scholarship. Uh, allowing a three-year-old who can't make even the most basic decisions, couldn't get a credit card, couldn't open up a bank account, couldn't do that, but they could permanently mutilate their body to change their sex and, and take, you know, medicines out the wazoo that, that have countless disastrous health uh, you know, detriments later on in life. You know, we're, we're going to let a three-year-old make that decision. They can't make any other real decision, but you can change your life permanently before you can even fathom the concepts of what's going on because you've been indoctrinated by a teacher and then a doctor who's just deathly afraid of being called woke. Uh, you know, it's insane what's going on. This is not a party of reason. Joe Biden, the one thing he's gotten right over the last few years is 
He said, you know, this isn't your father's Republican Party anymore. And he's right, because yes. the actual base understands what I'm saying. We just need more people out there who represent those people willing to fight that way. But what Joe Biden also misses that that this ain't your grandparents or your parents Democrat Party anymore. They yes. don't care about working class Americans. They're happy to send their jobs abroad. Now, they have a trillion dollar mainstream media complex that will sit there and tell you, no, 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 we won't destroy energy. They would never do that. That would be ridiculous on day one executive order. You know, they'll run cover. It's trillions of dollars worth of in-kind contributions from the media, from big tech, from social. You and I have been in social jail plenty of times. You know, they can say the most vile, hateful things on the other side. And it's like, he's a hero. He's wonderful. He gets boosted, you know, not suppressed. You know, that's what we're up against. And so, you know, I think those people who Joe Biden vilifies, I think they see it. We just have a a, a huge uh, you know, sort of a black hole of representation, people who are actually willing to go all in pushing back. You know, they'll go a little bit of the way, then they get hit by the media, and then they say, oh, my God, because it's an easy existence to be a weak Republican in Washington, D.C. Yes. When they know that they can count on you to fold, you know, on the Second Amendment, on life, on whatever the issue may be, yeah, you can vote Republican 90% of the time. If we know you'll fold when it actually matters— you're a hero. Look at Mitt Romney. Look at Liz Cheney. Like, you know, Liz Cheney thinks she's going to run for president. She just got like the biggest drubbing in the history of conservative politics in a primary. And she's Abraham Lincoln in her mind. Like, that's what happens when Republicans get their conservative talking points from like CNN and MSDNC. Like they actually believe this crap. So, you know, again, I, I don't think it's that it's that I'm that good. It's like I just I'm I'm I have no fear of them saying mean things about me. I, if I'm not canceled by like 7 a.m. on a given morning, you know, I, I'm like, I get to, I'm like worried that they're plotting against me in a real way. Uh, you know, I, I had, I woke up last Monday, I guess it was, I was trending on Twitter because I had given in a speech, which I'd said for like three years that like I have buddies in the SEAL teams that said that they're telling me literally that they have spent more time doing diversity training you know, and then they say, Don Jr. doesn't know anyone in the SEAL teams. Don Jr. doesn't know anyone in the military. Then I show a picture of me, like, literally hosting the Navy SEAL Foundation event. Rob O'Neill, <laughs> the SEAL who killed Bin Laden, arguably the most famous person within that community. He's like, yeah, no, he's 100% wrong. Don's had that conversation. We've had it together. I've had it with 12 other friends in front of Don. Like, and it's 100% true and scary. Like, I just don't mind waking up trending, knowing that if I'm trending on Twitter, it ain't going to be good. But, like, we have to engage in these conversations and be unafraid. Don had, uh, if you haven't seen Don and uh, The View interview, you must go watch it. It is probably the greatest moment in American history and television, arguably one of the top three. Don Jr. calling out Joy Behar to her uh, face about blackface. Incredible, incredible work there. Well, the, whoopee, the whoopee pedophilia was even better because like what, what people didn't see, and I wish, and I, I wish whoever airs that show would release the footage in between. I had a... I had Whoopi uh, MF and her audience um, literally out loud uh, in the commercial breaks. This isn't an MF and MAGA rally. And then, like, you know, this is a crowd in New York City at The View. Like, so I, I got to bring, like, 10 people of, like, 150, and they lost the entire audience. Uh, <laughs> I wish they would show that because it was sort of amazing watching, like, literally probably, like, the biggest live audience in, in the world just be like, wait a minute, that actually happened? 
And I gave uh, what I gave my phone to one of my buddies outside. I was like, listen, if it goes really wrong, like I'll probably go this way. I literally took five minutes. I was like, what are the dumbest things ever said on The View? And I just had it in my repertoire just in case it went wrong. And it did. And so they are they're denying it. And my, my buddy Andy is literally live tweeting. Be like, no, here, it's real. Like, it's real. So then I got MF by Whoopi on the way out. You're live tweeting? It's like, I wasn't live tweeting it, guys. But like, I sort of figured there's a solid chance you try to ambush me with nonsense. I, I had a couple other good ones that, you know, I would have gone into earlier, but uh, it, it was a little too early. I had to let them attack me. Once the audience started realizing they were not reasonable human beings uh, and that it was insane, then, you know, gave me a little bit more leeway. Because even if it was five on one, you know, I'd be a terrible human being. I'd be a misogynist for like defending myself. Uh, if I if I started attacking right out of the gate, you turned the views audience against the hosts of the View. I, please release the release the footage. Uh, <laughs> like, release the footage of the commercial breaks. It was amazing. It, it was amazing. Okay, Don. A final question for you, and then a follow up. One, you said release the footage. Will the Trump Organization release the footage of the FBI raiding Mar-a-Lago? Uh, I hope so. You know, now they're doing their thing. We have to protect the FBI from people. You know, like it's it's such nonsense. It's such a one sided street. You know, they, they come up with a narrative. You can't possibly push back against them. Right. They say, well, here's the, the documents. They're just lying all over their floor. They're top secret. Well, like, I don't know. Got to look staged. Like they won't tell you that part. So uh, I, I'd like to see it. And maybe you black out the faces to protect anything. Because, again, that's what they're looking for. And again, even from the speech last night, like it's hard for me to think that they're not trying to get one radical idiot. Yes. Right? One radical yes. idiot to do something. Like, See, we told you the 75 million, you know, again, thousands of people, David Dorn murdered in the streets, uh, you know, Kenosha, all of these things. You know, that's totally normal. Like, these are, you know, people uh, defending themselves. Like, it's nonsense. But one guy on our side does something stupid. There's something just, you know, that no one would ever condone. And, you know, that's the gospel, right? They talk about police violence against, you know, uh, the uh, guys in D.C. on January 6th while ignoring two years. The officers murdered. Yes. In the streets, like literally, you know, defunding them, attacking them with vitriol like you wouldn't believe day in and day out. And like, like it's like it never happened. But oh, yeah. You know, a couple guys got pushed on January 6th. Oh, my God, how dare you? You know, it's it's insane. Uh, it's actually insane. And we don't condone any of it, obviously, right? Because I got to say, yeah, you got to, it's sort of like, do you denounce this? Yes, of course I do. And But if you don't denounce it each and every time you even talk about the soundbite, they say he didn't do it. You know, yes. that that's the way it works with us. That's what we're up against. We're not in a fair fight, Benny. So the fair fight and what is the fight is my final question for you. And you're a father- and you seem to have such a stake in the direction of this country. Every father does. And I want to ask you a spiritual question, because as you see the red backlighting, the blood red demonic look of Joe Biden's speech last night, it does seem to be that the lines are being clearly drawn between good and evil and being drawn between almost a spiritual warfare for the soul of this nation. How much of our battle today, Don, is spiritual? What is your message to parents who fear for the future for their children? Yeah, no, 100%. It is, and you have to. I have five young kids. I want them to grow up in a country that we recognize. I mean, just yes. take that speech last night. You know, imagine you took out, you know, MAGA Republicans or whatever he used, you know. Imagine you took that word out and replaced it with Jews or with Muslims 
or with African-Americans or blacks or whatever. Like, imagine you did it to anyone else. What would happen? Yes. If that do I mean, do we honestly think it's any different? I mean, I, and again, each one of these things is heavily scripted, heavily this, heavily choreographed. I, like, I can't at this point. And when I look at some of the things that they're making, the decisions, when, you know, you have Princeton professors writing about, I think it was, you know, we should be able to abort a baby up till about six years of age. You have the radical left ones that we want to abort a baby. I, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a viable child. It doesn't matter if they're halfway through labor. It's not born. Just take care of it. I mean, it's hard to look at some of these things and, and not wonder, uh, uh, you know, about the total lack of spirituality, the, the sort of the demonic undertones of everything that's being said. And again, if you changed a couple of words in these things, you changed a, a category of people you know, how would we not look at it as you know, argue the most divisive speech in American history? Yes. If, if we did that, I mean, it, it's again, you, you don't want to you, you never want to make the Nazi comparisons. It's like it's but like, man, it sort of feels like how that started. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. How, how is it different? And I'll get criticized for saying it. But honestly, like, how is that different than the, you know, late 30s, early 40s? I don't know. It sort of started that way and it got worse and it got worse and it got worse. But if you look at what's going on in real time these days, like every day it's worse. You know, I did a I did a Facebook video on my page the other day about I think you saw that, like, you know, about the press secretary saying it. I'm like, holy crap, Like this is insane. This is this is nuts. And like that was just the precursor to Joe Biden's speech. They've been doing it for two days, warming this idea up that we're going to demonize and vilify 75 million Americans who like as being anti-democratic for voting for the person they thought would do a better job. Now look at the results of Joe Biden and what you got under Trump. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't seem unreasonable. I can't point to any wins of Joe Biden, though she will with a straight face say, this is a wonderful economic recovery. I'm like, I, I'm a numbers guy. I don't see any numbers to actually back that up. But the media, oh yeah, well, she said it. Therefore it must be true. Uh, you know, we don't get that benefit of the doubt. It does seem like dehumanization is the sole objective of this administration, whether it be vaccine mandates or whether it be abortion on demand or whether it be dehumanizing your political enemies, treating them like sewer rats and a cancer. I mean, they might as well have just called half the country a cancer. It, it well, really I is. mean, they, they, to me, they essentially did. Yeah. I can't say they definitively did because I will be fact checked. I'll be thrown off of every social platform. I'll be, you know, but like. You know, honestly, again, if, if I'm being honest with myself, what I saw, the, what I read between the lines, like, and it wasn't so much like you, you, you don't have to go out on a limb to extrapolate like what we're talking about there. Like, that was clear. Do you have just one minute for a follow up, Don? Because I have the most important question of the interview, which is what is a MAGA Republican? Joe Biden wouldn't define it. And can we close with that? Can you identify what is a MAGA Republican? He said it 13 times last night and he never defined it. So perhaps... You, who is the center of the MAGA world, at the center of the center of the MAGA world, could illuminate it for us. Listen, I, a MAGA Republican is a patriotic American who wants to do what's right for their country, to put themselves and their jobs and the, our economy first. Uh, it, it's, it's generous, God-fearing people uh, who believe in common sense and common decency. Uh, you know, a, again, the, the notion that I can't name a civilization that wouldn't put themselves first when you're in an airplane the first thing they tell you every time is hey you know in the event of a turbulence or whatever if the masks fall down put yours on take care like like we're we're more worried about everyone under the democrat party than than our own selves so it's someone who believes uh in the american dream who wants to live that who wants to you know 
put our prosperity and that of our children first. And then, you know, we're also the most generous country in the world by far. Uh, but we got to take care of ourselves and we have to put America first. And we're doing we're putting America last right now. And it just doesn't bode well. Uh, we're going to be destroying livelihoods. We're going to be destroying families. We're going to be destroying uh, the, the will of good people. Uh, and, you know, the, a MAGA Republican is just someone who wants to believe in everything that America has stood for for so long uh, in, in the positive sense. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to say America's not perfect. But, man, it, it, it's a lot better than anything else that's out there. Uh, you know, we, we can always get better. Uh, but right now, uh, that ain't happening. Uh, right now, vilifying half the voting populace of the country, uh, you know, it, it ain't working. And again, until we get some objectivity back in social, uh, in media, in from tech, uh, from the press, uh, it, it's a scary prospect. But I think we do have to be out there. We do have to be fighting for these things. We do have to be vocal and unafraid. Uh, and you see it, Benny, you know, what, 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 the, perhaps the, uh, you know, to end on a, on a lighter note, I'm watching, you see it with Disney stock. You see it with Netflix. Like our side has finally said, you know what? Enough. We always did the, you know, well, we may disagree. We turned the other cheek. And I think that's a wonderful concept, but it's also failed us. It's allowed the other side to take over every aspect of pop culture, of academia, whatever it may be. Uh, now that we're finally saying like enough is enough like we're creating our own parallel economies and i'd love for cancel culture to not exist but so long as it does and it's been weaponized against us i think we do have to be playing the same game uh and, and i think people are finally waking up to that they are you know real americans are understanding that like democrats you know th think your very existence just for believing some of the basic things that would have never been controversial in america prior to a few years ago you know makes you a threat to democracy, as opposed to calling out 75 million people. That, that to me, seems like much more of a threat to democracy uh, and demonizing and vilifying them. But, you know, that's minor details. That's never going to be covered. We have to have these conversations and we have to start being vocal about it. Is your dad going to run? I, you know, I, again, I, I hope so. There's a reason they're going after him so much. And there's some people, you know, trying to do that. But there's a difference between being the guy and, and being another guy that they're trying to pit against Trump. Like, so, you know, I, I think he's probably the only guy that can actually do it, the only guy that can actually take all of the slings and arrows. Uh, you know, it's, it's sort of interesting watching what's going on because you sort of see, you know, the left, but also like the donor class. Like they want they want people in there in the Republican side who will take their calls and who will do whatever they say. And, you know, watching that from even conservative media, watching that from the donor class, like they don't actually care about the movement. They care about the power that comes with it. And, you know, that's why. You know, we're guilty of that, too, at the highest levels of our side of, uh, let's call it, you know, the Republican Party. I don't want to say of the movement because just the, the very nature of that uh, is against the movement. So we also have to be watching out for that because that that to me seems uh, very apparent. It's like Donald Trump's accomplishments were amazing when you look at it against sort of the vitriol and hate from the media, from big tech, from the Democrats, but also from the lack of support from his own side where those people who didn't want to help or didn't move anything forward or sort of sat on the sidelines or even voted against, you know, that wasn't the will of their constituency. Uh, but, you know, it, it was the will of the elite in Washington, D.C., even from the conservative side. And so, you know, I, I think we have to be very mindful of that as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're saying that he's more motivated. Listen, I, I think people get it. I think people see it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it, you know, when, when you're using the hostage rescue team, again, the, like the SEAL Team 6 of federal law enforcement to go 
serve a warrant when they literally have the documentation that they're going back and forth and cooperating and all this stuff. Like, you know, if that doesn't wake people up to what's really going on in this country, like, you know, and then you watch a speech like that, like, it, like if the lights aren't going off, yes. we got a serious problem. Like, if, mm -hmm. if you're not like, ah, you know, that's maybe fine, like, all is well, like, guys, we got to, if that's, uh, if we're not catching that, if we're not paying attention, or if we're just sort of numb to it, like, that should scare all of us, because then, yes. then all the hope I do have uh, would probably be lost. Now is the time for the Great Awakening. Don, you have awoken many people this morning, thousands and thousands watching. We all say thank you so much for being on the program. My pleasure, guys. Thank you for everything. All right. Who all right, 40 minutes with Don Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. That's why we do this program. We have, by the way, some incredible breaking news that we're going to get to in a moment. We're jumping right back into our stories, but we just want to say thank you. This is why we do this program. We want to bring you people like Don Jr. We want you to hear directly from the sources, and we say God bless you, especially in this time of extreme spiritual awakening. Wow, how corrupt is our media? How corrupt is the... Uh, apparatchiks in charge, check out CNN. What CNN did last night is truly, truly jaw-dropping. I thought I'd seen the worst from CNN. Nothing like this. So the demonic blood-red background that was behind Joe Biden, they literally changed it in real time. We could not believe this clip was real. We went back and checked the tape. Here's CNN literally changing the hue and the, um, the, 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 the camera, uh, what would it be called Royce? The saturation on the camera, uh, to make it look pink instead of like Hitlerian red watch. We, the people accept the results of free and fair elections. Only if we, the people see politics, not as total war, but mediation of our differences. Democracy cannot survive. When one side. Okay, all right. So now it's suddenly pink behind the Marines. It's a pink, it's the pink Marines. Yay, it's the brand, it's the brand new woke military. Thank you, CNN. CNN anchors were literally calling out Joe Biden on Twitter last night. Here's Brianna Keeler's tweet saying, yo, uh, this isn't a place for Marines behind the president in a visceral speech. Brianna Keeler saying, whatever you think of this speech, the military is supposed to be apolitical. Positioning Marines in uniform behind the president, political speech flies in the face of that. It's wrong. And she's right. It's so wrong that I Actually, none of the networks covered this. Did you know this? ABC, NBC, and CBS all said N-O to this hyper-political, hyper-political, like visceral, repugnant speech. This man does not, is not worthy of the office of the presidency. CNN, CBS, and Washington Post journalists blast Joe Biden for having the military behind him during a political speech. CNN's chief national affairs correspondent, Jeff Zeleny, joined Keeler in her criticisms of the speech, which had the president backdropped in a blood red light and an image reminiscent of George Orwell's 1984. There's nothing unusual or wrong with the president delivering a political speech. It's inherent to the job description, but it's going against the backdrop of two Marines standing at attention and the Marine band is a break with the White House traditions. CBS News anchor and political correspondent Ed O'Keefe said the same thing. Yo, when you are losing CNN, CBS, ABC, NBC, News anchors, when you're when CNN is coming out against you, 
Dude, this was a disaster for Joe Biden. Joe Biden gave this message last night, literally committing acts of hate speech and inciting violence against half the nation. Check it out. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence. Wait, well, hold on. No right to privacy. You're the dude who said you have to get a vaccine to work. Yo, you're the guy. Sorry, I'm yelling. It like, makes my blood boil. No right to privacy. You're the guy who's saying you, I, you're, the, you're the guy who's forcing people to take injections they don't want in order to keep bread in their children's mouths and a roof over their head. You old jackal. What did this guy have to say? Now, look, yeah, like, like, hey, listen, listen, I get politics. I get it. Sometimes politics has to be low. Sometimes politics has to be in the sludge, in the swamp. I get it, okay? Politics is a filthy game. I grew up working on, ho- working on hog farms, and working on hog farms actually prepared me for a life of being a political commentator. These animals are filthy. So I get that Joe Biden wants to make a political speech. But if you're telling me that right now, MAGA is the number one thing threatening America, yo, What you know, I mean, seriously, what repulsive universe do you live in? Charlie Kirk had a great tweet pointing out what Joe Biden mentioned during his speech. China, zero. Crime, zero. Inflation, zero. Fentanyl, zero. The border, zero. Charlottesville, this happened like six years ago. One, January 6th, two, insurrection, three, Donald Trump, three, X. Uh, extremism 7, violence 10, MAGA 13, Republicans 16. That's all you need to know to know that this guy is the worst president in American history. We've never had a president that hates half the country. Never in our history. I don't care what you think about Jimmy Carter. I don't think we care what you think about LBJ. Uh, Van Buren. I don't care what, like, we've never had a president that despises his own countrymen like this. Joe Biden is not a president of the United States. He's far more akin to Mao Zedong, who slaughtered 60 million Chinese people in his great leap forward, or uh, Joseph Stalin. If you're looking for a Joe that Joe is closest in relation to, it's Joseph Stalin. Go back and read a Stalinist speech from the Soviet Union. Joseph Stalin blamed the people who he was starving to death for starving to death, calling them kulaks. Of course, the kulaks of America... The MAGA Republicans, of which I am a proud member of, of which I am very, very excited to have my uh, $2 gas, the wall, no new wars, cheap groceries, mean tweets shirt on, very happy MAGA Republican. I don't look great in a hat, so I'm not going to be wearing my MAGA hat on the show. Maybe I'll do a show. Let us know in the comments. Send me an email. Do you want me to wear the MAGA hat for an entire show? I'll be happy to wear the MAGA hat for the entire show. I'll get a nice, crisp, brand new red one. Let's go. But ladies and gentlemen, like the MAGA Republicans, of which I am one, stood right outside the gate, Joe Biden's speech last night, and were literally screaming uh, F Joe Biden through his entire speech. Check it out. As preparation for the 2022 and 2024 elections, they tried everything last time. Habits of the heart in our character. Optimism that is tested yet endures. Courage that digs deep when we need it, 
Empathy that fuels democracy. The willingness to see each other, not as enemies, but as fellow Americans. Look, our democracy isn't perfect. It always has been. Notwithstanding those folks you hear on the other side there. They're entitled to be outrageous. <laughs> oh, we love you, Patriotic America. We love you so very much. I'm very excited for my first solo speaking tour. I'll be going to Iowa, Illinois, Tennessee, California. Please check it out at Turning Point USA. We'll be sure to post a link this weekend. Uh, I very much look forward to going out. If you are that man, if you know the man who is outside yelling uh, FJB, let us know. Come on. Here's my email. Let us know. Let us know. Send me an email. Who's the man? We said last Friday, who's the guy who owns this uh, Joe Biden, this, I'm sorry, Donald Trump truck. And we actually were put in touch with him. He's an incredible rapper from right in our neighborhood. So we're going to do a special on the Donald Trump truck with Donald Trump in the back. Amazing, amazing thing. You as an audience are incredible. That's my email. Let me know. Do you know the guy? Do you live in Pennsylvania? Do you know who was the guy yelling FJB at Joe Biden during this speech? We want to bring him on the show. We want to highlight him. We want to celebrate this patriot. God bless you. Someone who wasn't celebrating Joe Biden's speech, and this would uh, come as a shock, is Jill Biden, who actually wandered up on stage after the speech. Joe Biden missed kissing her, then tried to come back and kiss her again, misses again. Then Joe Biden grabs a microphone and and starts talking into it. In case you're wondering what a train wreck this speech was, listen to this. And by the way, Joe Biden ends his speech by like yelling a word democracy what the hell they, i mean listen man the train has now wrecked watch god bless you all democracy thank you like weird salute thing right with this little thing with those little, and then and then uh, can we play the clip Royce can we play the clip like without it taking up the full screen can I be on the screen when we play the clip sad okay all right we're gonna work on that where we can react to the clip in real time then he kisses Jill he misses and then has to try and kiss her again he misses again and then he grabs the microphone and starts it uh, <laughs> His doctors are sitting backstage being like, yo, uh, we need to dial back the dosage, maybe to like 75% tomorrow. That was a little too much. Something that we weren't getting a little too much of was Donald Trump and the responses last night. We're going to have, we're going to bring you Donald Trump's responses uh, on Truth Social in just one moment. But we thought that this was actually the most important response. It comes from our boy, Dan Scavino. Dan Scavino is Donald Trump's digital voice online. Dan, uh, Don, uh, Dan, Dan Scavino is... 
possibly the longest serving member of the Trump orbit. He runs Donald Trump's social media. He is uh, perhaps the closest man to Donald Trump in the world. And Dan Scavino's sole response to the speech last night was to post this video, and it has a secret message to it. Watch. Yo, so what is that? That's Donald Trump dancing on stage during a MAGA rally. That is a secret message. The secret message is we are coming back. We are excited. This is the differing view of America. The different view of America is Donald Trump. Right there. Got my Trump moves. That's my Trump moves right there. I've been practicing. Okay. The different moves is dad, total dad, billionaire dad dance, which is what that is. And Donald Trump uh, on stage, jiving and vibing with, uh, we're not sure what event that is, but there was 20,000 patriots standing there in the middle of the field with Donald Trump. That's the man who has the people behind him. Donald Trump on True Social saying exactly that. Someone should explain to Joe Biden uh, slowly but passionately that MAGA, what MAGA means. And what MAGA means is powerful, means as powerfully as mere words can get. Make America great again. If he doesn't want to make America great again, which through words, action, and thought, he doesn't, then he clearly should not be representing the United States of America. And then (laughs) Donald Donald Trump went full Donald Trump and said that Joe Biden has dementia. Uh, If you take a look at the words and the meaning of the words and the angry Biden speech tonight, he threatened America, including possible use of military force. He must be insane or suffering from late stage dementia. There we go, baby. That's Donald Trump's commentary on last night. We are efforting to have Donald Trump join us on this show. And let me give you an update on that. Uh, The update is that it's going very, very well. And we'll have some exciting announcements for you extremely soon. Stay tuned to this space. You stay tuned to this space to get interviews like Don Jr. That was breaking news. Here's some more breaking news for you. The FBI took empty classified folders, photographs, uh, clothes, and books from Mar-a-Lago. This breaking literally during the show. Huge shout out to the people who run this show, to producer ALX, to Jerry, to Danny, to Ashley, to everyone who is involved in this production. We say thank you to Royce, to the Royce cam and Rolls Royce sitting over here making sure that the Don Jr. interview goes smooth. What up, dude? You wearing a Marvel shirt today? Yo, you can't be, you can't be flexing. You can't be, oh, is that a Captain America? Okay, fine. If Captain America's on it, fine. You get a pass. No more Disney products in the studio. Royce, Royce, we talked about this. No more Disney products in the studio. Bad Disney, bad, bad. Uh, you are allowed to wear shirts that have, uh, that you are allowed to wear shirts that have memes on them. I will get you them myself. We will make them in the Benny store. <laughs> they will be available. Royce is amazing and has been running the show and has been doing just an absolutely beautiful job. And we just say thank all of you because of all of you, we can build the show. We can hire, we can hire more young creatives and more young conservatives and more people who love this country to bring you better content, faster news. And here's the news of the day. The FBI 
has released what they seized from Mar-a-Lago. The FBI seized empty folders <laughs> from Mar-a-Lago. Closed books and government photographs during the raid at Mar-a-Lago. New inventory of unsealed uh, unsealed jo- uh, shows. Uh, 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 the list shows that several folders found during the raid had classified markings on them, but had no contents inside. So remember that image? Remember that image that uh, of the folders thrown on the ground of the Time magazine? Apparently those were empty. Some of those were empty. We told you it was staged. We told you. We told you it was staged. We brought on Don Jr. who said it was staged. We brought on Cash Patel who said it was staged. And now we know it is staged. The Florida Southern District Court released also confirms that top secret documents were among the stashed item, which were on display in the photo of the files sprawled on the floor. However, and here's the uh, trick. Were those documents top secret? Or were they declassified? Well, of course, they could have been top secret back in the day. But according to our sources and the people we bring on this show who know, like Rick Grinnell and Cash Patel, who've been on this show this week, and also Mike Davis, who's been on the show this week, these were declassified. So, yes, they may have the classified markings. Certainly, they were classified at one point. They're declassified. We've played you the clip of Donald Trump saying, I declassify everything for the Russiagate scandal. And so here we go. Now, according to our friend Jack Posobiec, uh, Joe Biden is ready. Like the, the entire regime is in total panic and collapse. Now, this is just from our friend Jack. We'll have him on next week to talk about it. But according to Jack's White House sources, Joe Biden is preparing a pardon for Donald Trump for mishandling classified information. Okay, what? That's what Jack said last night. Let's bring the boy on and let's have him talk about it. Talk about it with you as what what this actually means. But Joe Biden is preparing to pardon Donald Trump. What does that mean to you? It means to us that this is the regime in total panic mode. And as Mike Davis said earlier this week, this is a regime in tactical retreat. What does tactical retreat look like? Well, Steve Bannon nailed it on his show this morning, Bannon on the Biden speech. Now, this is Steve Bannon speaking right after he was swatted last night. Steve Bannon's home in Washington, D.C. was swatted. That means that somebody, uh, presumably a leftist, called in a false police report that some type of crime, some type of horrible crime was going on at Steve Bannon's house. And that sent police into Steve Bannon's house, SWAT teams into Steve Bannon's house uh, with the intention of hurting Steve Bannon, right? Because then, you know, if things are dark and it's the middle of the night, And if you don't know what's happening, then maybe something can go awry when police have guns drawn. Okay, these are dangerous things. They happen to our friends, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Tim Poole. This is a sick tactic of the left. This is a fascistic tactic, by the way, uh, uh, from the party that calls you a fascist. Here's what Steve Bannon, hot off of his swatting last night, had to say about Joe Biden's speech last night. We're not going to back off one inch. You are illegitimate. We're going to defeat you in a crushing defeat at the polls. You're not going to be able to change the conversation. You can run around and try to change the conversation. You can sit up there like something that's never been seen before. That photo, that speech, that moment will live in infamy. It will live in infamy. No American president, no even senior elected official in this nation's history has ever given an address like that. And we are not going to back down one inch because we are winning and we're going to deliver a crushing blow. It is now quite evident. We have a moral obligation. We have a moral obligation to every patriot, every patriot's grave from the revolution down to the 13 honored dead that Biden had slaughtered in Kabul airport at Abbey Gate to 
when a crushing defeat to put your shoulder to the wheel to make sure this individual is impeached and removed from office. So that is Steve Bannon's absolutely barn burner speech. I'm from Iowa. We call those kind of things a barn burner because when those barns go up, man, they're filled with hay and it's the hottest you've ever felt heat in your life. And that was flames on from our boy, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon gave a incredible interview to us two weeks ago for an hour. Steve Bannon talked about faith. He talked about pornography. He talked about young men and their struggles. He talked about regime media and how we destroy the machine. We encourage you to go back and check out that interview. We were just absolutely thrilled to have Steve on the show and to ask him sort of the pressing questions that young men want to know about and young people want to know about. Steve Bannon is a font of wisdom. Uh, We want to invite him back on the show. let's, Let's definitely book something uh, as soon as we can, Rico and ALX. Uh, it is such an important moment for us as a movement to coalesce. There are dangerous forces that are out to get us, and we saw that last night. Here is the police report. According to Fox News, Metropolitan Police Department received reports of a shooting at 7.17 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, determined uh, following a brief investigation that the report had been false. Shots had never been fired. This was outside of the home of Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon's home then thusly was swatted again. Swatted means you're sending in the SWAT team in order to hurt or harm someone who's innocent inside by creating a false police report. In July, uh, July, officers swarmed the location following what turned out to be another false report that a gunman was inside. The term swatting has skyrocketed in use lately. Marjorie Taylor Greene and free thinkers like Tim Pool are among those who have been swatted now multiple times. These are the people, these are the brown shirts who say that you're a fascist. These people are absolutely the banality of evil and they must be defeated and we must defeat them at the ballot box and it must be such a crushing blow that their movement is abandoned. That they say, ah, we got to start all over again. It needs to be like the leftists in England where... And we ain't saying much about the Tories, but the Tories went on to crush these people. They've just uh, they've spiraled into absolute irrelevance. They're an anti-Semitic, sick, woke, venal, disgusting party run by a diseased old man. And they failed. They failed miserably in their last elections. And we need to do that to the modern day left here in America. They are a diseased party that has lost the will and the consent of the governed and has lost already at the ballot box in Donald Trump's astonishing victory in 2016 that was the destruction of their movement and now they're like screaming like demons clinging on to power if you want to hear a demon scream yo why don't you show them this trailer for the hunter biden laptop from hell movie it's called my son hunter we wanted to cover this on the program because yo this is an intense trailer this is a brand new movie about hunter biden's life called my son hunter it's being produced by Robert uh, uh, Robert Davi. Maybe we can have him on the show as well. Just thinking out loud here. Uh, so let's go ahead and play the trailer. We were like kind of shocked watching this, like how how well it's done. A lot of times these these movies have like the hallmark kind of show look with all the bad lighting and all like the crappy production. Not this one, baby. This one, uh, tear your face off. Go. Do you know who I am? They told me you were VIP, well connected to the government. What kind of a moron forgets to pick up his laptop at a repair shop? You're a Biden. Act like one. 
everything he built, life. I just ruined it all. My friends, time to party! Roll, get you, didn't you know? I'm taking control. I'm making appearance and I gotta go. Cause I get them dancing with their hands up. Yeah, I walk in and they go bananas. Who's the point for the foreign policy in the Obama regime? Joe Biden. So it looks like you need a billion dollars. So the obvious next question is, where's Hunter? I can remember getting paid some money, but I can't remember what for. Well, my dad says we never discuss my businesses, period. Or my cut. What's happening in there? Joe's in on it. Party's over! You had everything, Hunter, and you threw it all away. You hope the laptop will take down everybody with you. China's not our enemy. They're not bad folks, folks. I love my dad, and I just want to make him proud. I am the one who brings in all the deals. I am the one. Come on, guys. This is amazing. This is amazing. Okay, so this was debuted on Truth Social. It's gotten multi-millions of views. We're very, very excited about seeing this movie. Uh, We want to promote it. It went viral. Uh, Breitbart reporter Ashley Oliver went into the streets of Washington, D.C. to ask people's reaction. You may recall that there are multiple polls out saying that if people knew about Hunter Biden in the 2020 election, they would have voted differently. And that difference, according to the Media Research Center's polling, if I recall this, would have swung the election in favor of Donald Trump. And so Joe Biden is sitting here not wanting you to watch uh, what this trailer has to say about him, his son, his family. The actors look great. The music, the lighting looks great. People were seeing this in the street for the first time, and Breitbart had a reaction directly from the people in the street to my son Hunter. I think we have a short clip of that. All right, what do you guys think of that? (laughs) It seems uh, exciting. Is it a movie you think you'd see? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So what'd you think? Um, interesting. There it is. What'd you think of it? I want to see it. You want to see I it? Really okay. See it. Have you guys heard anything about this story no, no, before no, watching no, the trailer? No, no. Is this a story that you heard anything about before watching the trailer here? Not really. Have you heard anything about like Biden and his son in the news or anything like that? No. Okay. Were you aware of this story at all before you saw this trailer? Uh, a little bit, but you know, it's DC, so there's always fun political drama with everything, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you know anything about this story before you saw yeah. the trailer? Kind of. Oh. Like, all of my siblings are Americans. Uh, I'm from Colombia, but I've heard from them like a lot of the politics of here. Maybe because I'm not from here, I was like, oh yeah, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. I'd see it now here's like, wow, they told me about this. Breitbart News is going to be streaming it, mm. um, and you can watch it starting September 7th. Okay. Well, we love a good political you know, That's movie. Right. That's so. Is this a movie you guys think you'd be interested in watching? Yeah. yeah you'd sure. watch it? So yeah. Okay, so that's my son, Hunter. We're looking forward to seeing it ourselves. Uh, Let's go ahead and get some of the producers on the show. I want to promote this. I I couldn't believe the quality of this trailer when I saw it. I was like, man, this thing is is a a, a pure smoke. This thing is an MF-er smoke, baby. Let's go. 
Speaking of somebody who smoked a little bit and wishes they could smoke a lot more weed in the presence of Joe Biden is Barack Obama. In our final story, today is an incredible, an incredible piece of journalism saying that Barack Obama, uh, Barack Obama said, shoot me now. Okay, in the early days when Joe Biden was giving a condescending and rambling speech. The reason that we're highlighting this story is that it's Good News Friday. And as you watched the Joe Biden speech and the Joe Biden clips from last night, trust me on this. Barack Obama agreed with you for maybe the first time in American history. You and Barack Obama were on the same side of the issue. Barack Obama saying exclusive, according to the Daily Mail, shoot me now. What Obama told an aide about Joe Biden's annoying rambling in a new book revealing the tensions between him and Biden. What a disaster. Uh, Joe Concha reacts to the news and calls Obama's famous never underestimate Joe's ability to F things up line. Here we go. It's like not paradise in Camelot. Uh, let me tell you, these people actually hate each other and they don't know what the hell to do with Biden. The guy's a complete disaster and they know it. Go. You know, I, I just don't quite get it, Todd. I mean, I thought, no, I can swear. I saw a tweet from Joe Biden during the 2020 campaign sharing the fact that Barack and Joe were BFFs. There's literally a friend's bracelet. I'm looking at it right now on my computer screen and a photo of it uh, that Mr. <laughs> Biden shared, complete with smiley faces and flowers and everything, because the guys on my beer pong team, uh, on my softball team here in Jersey, we always share our friendship bracelets on social media because that's totally normal. It's, it's also sarcasm Thursday. So it's it's what exactly embrace it exactly i agree uh, but again to, to, to be serious about this uh, barack obama once reportedly said quote don't underestimate joe's ability to f things up unquote uh, obama thank you also reportedly said to joe biden uh be, when he was considering running for president in 2020 quote you don't have to do this joe unquote and, and in my book come on man that, that comes out in a, in a couple of weeks pre-order now uh I, I talk about how barack obama in 2012 when he was seeking re-election seriously considered replacing Joe Biden is vice president going into that campaign. In other words, they're not remotely close, despite the appearances or despite at least Joe Biden saying that they are BFFs. Yo, yo, yo. There are some juicy, juicy little tabloid items inside of this report. This, of course, from the Daily Mail. You can see it on screen and you can read it online. Uh, it's pretty bad. Apparently, Barack Obama did not like Joe Biden. It was just political expediency for Barack Obama, just like everything else. He thought he had arrogance and presumptiveness. He thought that Joe Biden was an awkward, uncomfortable, old school guy who was condescending at best and borderline offensive at worst. I'm just reading you excerpts uh, from the book. Yet, uh, they came together to work together in order to attain power. As Obama saw it, Biden tended to ramble, clearly loving every single minute of these rambling, insane comments on speech. And Obama was pissed off that Joe Biden, there was always bad headlines that followed Joe Biden everywhere. Yet they all colluded in 2020 to shove this weekends at Bernie, dude, this absolute sack of rotted old potatoes, diseased and dandruffy to the front of the DNC nomination line. And Barack Obama was behind it. That's how much these people love power. The banality of evil. That's why they did the speech last night. 
Chuck up the image one last time. That's why you see imagery like this. As Don Jr. said on this program, nothing is by accident for these people. This is not by accident. They're doing this on purpose. They are doing this to try and scare and malign you, and it's not going to work. We're not going to back down. This, we've just begun. We've just begun. The Great Awakening is here, and you're on the losing end of it, Joe. This doesn't scare us. What you've done is you've activated millions and millions of people who don't like demagoguery, who don't like this Hitlerian aesthetic, this Soviet aesthetic. You look like the bad guy out of V for Vendetta, man. Who the hell did this? We don't care because it does look like it's directly from hell. All you've done is awakened more people and used this moment in order to unite 100 million people against you because people don't like presidents that do this. And, yo, we are going to hand you an ass beating at the ballot box in November. It's going to be a sweet, sweet victory. You will see the change, just like we've seen the change in Royce's shirt. Royce's shirt is now no longer Disney Marvel. Royce's shirt now says Baby Lives Matter. Yo! Yo! Available at the Benny Store! Available at the Benny Store. All of these beautiful shirts. And we have... Some more really exciting things to show you here, the Thug Life line, and so on. If you wish to support us, feel free to hop on over and grab one of these super cool Thug Life line shirts. The Ronda Savage one is a personal favorite. The Baby Lives Matter, also a personal favorite. You know, we were like working on, we're working on this line, and we're going to be uh, launching some more really exciting things with it. But the reason why we do this show is uh, not actually to like ask you for anything. Uh, we don't want you. We we, we don't want to ask you uh, for money. This is Joe Biden's economy, man. People can barely like afford gas. What we do want to say is thank you. Thank you. We respond to your emails. We respond to your notes. We cover the stories that you want us to cover. And we care about this country. I got kids, man. Royce is getting married in a couple weeks. We got families, baby. We own land. We care. We want the American dream to work for our kids. That's why we do this program. If you support us, like the page. It's free. Share the content. It's free. If you support us, just subscribe to the podcast. Open up your phone. Open up your app. Whatever you listen to podcasts on, subscribe to The Benny Show. Totally free way that you can support us. You can subscribe to our email list. We send out two emails a week with all of our favorite memes, stories, and content in it. You can find that on BennyJohnson.com. Big email box will pop right up. We want to create a community. We want to create a movement. We work day and night in order to do that for a single reason, to save America. That's what MAGA is all about. MAGA stands for Make America Great Again. MAGA stands for Saving America. And if you are MAGA, you have these priorities, God, family, country. That's the priorities that we have on this show. That's what we preach every single day. We're going to preach that this weekend. We're going to preach it this Sunday. We like preaching on a Sunday. Where we come from on Sundays, we preach. And what we preach is that God is in charge and that God loves this nation and that every man can move mountains with God on his side. That is what Jesus Christ says. Jesus Christ says, all you need is faith that big and you can send a mountain into the ocean. Baby, that, I mean, while that might cause the ocean levels to rise, ooh, Barack Obama would be very upset at that. A beach house would get flooded. Uh, Jesus says that's what you can do. So that's what we do on this show, man. We just say, ah, boom, mountains, gone. That's what we do, okay? And so Joe Biden's sitting there trying to look all scary, trying to look all demonic, 
All like Mulok and that speech last night. It doesn't scare us. It doesn't scare us. We have God on our side. We have goodness on our side. We have faith on our side. And we know that God shed his grace on thee and crowned thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea in this incredible nation. And so we say thank you. God bless you, truly. And God bless America. We know that he has. And we're going to keep asking for it. And we will not be afraid. Have an incredible weekend. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show.